This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome into the show. We, we, have, a, we have a great show planned for you today. I'm, I'm really excited to hit all of these topics. Got really bad news for the Steelers. Involves Tommy, by the way. We've got Mike McDaniel, who I really like, coming to the poetically intellectual defense of Tua Tungavailoa. I am, I am in... For the Dolphins, Tommy and I, Tom DeCelestino, Pretty Daddy at Decel CBS, have our top five storylines that we're anticipating for the upcoming NFL season. I'm going to tell you what Tom DeCelestino has in common with Andy Roddick, the tennis player. That's exciting. Ty Dunn's going to be back on the show. Mr. Dunn, go long, TD. Dot com wrote a story, had spent time with the, the GM of the Giants and, and wrote a piece on the New York Giants and why there might be reasons for real, real optimism there. Why their season is a Friday. Just just joy emanating. Just just positive vibes by ourselves. It is a Friday. We'll do Bum of the Week. Tom, we got some we got a lot of Bum of the Week nominations. You're in there. And oh I forgot. It's a big it's a Tom it's a pretty daddy heavy show. One of our listeners, one of our funniest listeners, who sent one of the funniest tweets I've ever read out loud or otherwise in my life, uh, has a tweet that he has insisted that we, we read later about you. Nothing? You got nothing? There's a lot of pretty daddy today. A lot a of lot negativity, of... too, is what I'm hearing. Positivity. You're like Andy Roddick. I mean, Andy Roddick is a Hall of Fame athlete who's married to a supermodel, who's a business success story. Good-looking, charming dude. Stylish, confident. That's a compliment, buddy. It would be a compliment if I thought you believed anything that you just said. I believe all of it. I believe all of it. Let's start here, though. Giannis Antetokounmpo has put his foot down and has sent a pretty stark warning to the Milwaukee Bucks, kind of like I did to Tom about what the next two hours are going to be like for And it is not good for those folks, myself included, who want Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. Now, full disclosure, and we're on in Milwaukee as well, full disclosure, I am from Dubuque, Iowa, which borders Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa. I have family who are in Wisconsin, including Milwaukee, and my parents spent several years living in Green Bay, and I would go up there and visit when I was in college. I'm from that part of the country, and outside of, I guess, the Packers, and I've had a begrudging respect, I tend to root for Wisconsin teams when it doesn't interfere with my own loyalties, just because I have family from there and I'm from that part of the world. And that's certainly been true with my desire to see Giannis stay in Milwaukee, in large part because coming where I come from, and yes, I live in L.A. and I love it, and I lived in New York, and unlike the guy on the show who's from there, Tom, I love New York City. 
you can do both. You can love the coast and those big cities and also love the middle part of the country, especially when you come from there. I want to see those teams succeed. And in the NBA, where it's hard to recruit, where you don't have an NFL model, that means if you get a Brett Favre or an Aaron Rodgers, you can retain them for a generation, for a career, for the most part, obviously. In the NBA, you need these stars to stick around. And the New York Times interview with Giannis Antetokounmpo publicizes, it blasts to all ears what people already knew in that Bucks organization, what people already knew around the NBA, and people like me who cover the NBA full-time were already aware of. And that is that Giannis was never a lock to stay in Milwaukee. It is a matter of the Bucks earning his loyalty every time his contract is up every couple years. And that's the catch-22 of that level of greatness. When you're as great as Giannis, or at least as potentially great as Giannis Antetokounmpo, you are going to have actually more flexibility to leave, not less. And not just because players want to go and play somewhere else, but because he's already done the thing that allowed LeBron to leave Cleveland without people being mad. Giannis has already won an NBA championship. He's an MVP. He's a top three player in the game. I just did my top 100 list for CBS Sports. It comes out September 12th, and I struggled between Giannis and, and Jokic at number one. I'm just telling you, that's how good he is. He's a top two player. And the thing about Giannis is he's going to be a top two player or top three player every year for the next two or three or four years. But if you don't win enough titles, if you don't win multiple titles, if you don't take a guy like Giannis and, and the level of greatness he can aspire to and put him in a position to win three or four or five, which is a very, very hefty price tag, especially in a place like Milwaukee where it's hard to recruit talent. Not a shot at Milwaukee from that part of the country. I love it. It's just a fact Then those guys are going to think about leaving. Now, we've all known that, but the fact that Giannis, in an on-the-record interview with the New York Times, and talking about his three-week, three-year extension that he'll be eligible for, worth about $173 million, but doesn't plan to sign it, said the following is not good news. Quote, at the end of the day, I feel like all my teammates know, and the organization knows, that I want to win a championship. As long as we're on the same page with that, and you show me, and we go together to win a championship, I'm all for it. All for it as in signing, staying, sticking around. He continues, quote, The moment I feel like, oh yeah, we're not trying to rebuild, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. Winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship, end quote. Now the interview's longer. There's more nuance to it. You should read it. It's very, very, very well done. It's very candid. And I respect the hell out of it from Giannis. He is telling the truth out loud that I've heard behind the scenes. The conversations, the vibe that I got from the Sixers a year ago was basically Embiid super happy. The vibe I get now is we got to keep him happy. That's transitioned in the last year. This is Giannis entering that same sphere. Probably not on the same timeline. Could be wrong. I don't think Giannis is forcing his way out next summer if things go badly. I do think he is saying publicly and certainly privately a year from now, if things don't go well in Milwaukee, and I mean extraordinarily well, it might be time to move me. They don't make a conference finals this upcoming season. Giannis is going to deny an exit. On whatever timeline that is, I don't know. They don't make or win an NBA championship in the next two years. Giannis is going to leave. 
That's what he's saying. That's what he's telling us. That's what people around the NBA greedily have been hoping for outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the GM, John Horst, and the people in that organization try their best to be positive. But I think behind the scenes, no, you got to keep Giannis happy. And here's the thing. They've been aggressive. They've gone out and gotten guys somewhat in the margins, but as best you can in that market to try and win championships. They brought in Drew Holiday, and it was a huge move, and I think he's one of the most underappreciated guys in the NBA, and he's a part of the reason they won a championship a few years ago, but he's getting older. And Chris Middleton's a really good player, and they paid him, and he developed into an all-star, and he was a critical piece of that equation. But Chris Middleton's getting older, and and again, the reality is, and I'm not saying this as some L.A. New York guy, I'm saying this as a a kid from Dubuque, Iowa, The reality is it is hard to recruit to certain markets. Guys just generally don't want to go play in Portland, Oregon, or Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or Detroit, Michigan, or some other spots that are a little bit smaller and a little bit, in some cases, colder in the wintertime. In Portland's case, rainy. It's just a real thing. And part of what's made Giannis exceptional, beyond his talent, beyond his dedication to the game, beyond being one of these stories where somebody gets drafted but not at the top pick or or top three pick and develops into an all-time great, is his willingness to stick around and be loyal to Wisconsin, to Milwaukee, to that town. The problem is, again, when you're that level of greatness, when you aspire not to win one or two, but to win four or five, Giannis wants to be the best player in the history of the game. It doesn't mean he can be. But all the guys who get to, say, the top 10 or 12 in the history of the sport— think they are or can be the number one guy and almost all those guys it's hard to find guys in the top even 12 in the history of the game who did not win multiple multiple championships so Giannis looks out at the modern game and he sees LeBron James who's got what four and he sees Steph who's got what four and he sees even I'm not sure he's paying attention to this guy but let's look at Kawhi Leonard who's got two, and I think that's the bare minimum. And I think the reality is that Kawhi's career, as amazing as it's been, by the standards that we all had for Kawhi several years ago, and I would imagine Kawhi had for himself when he forced his way out of the Spurs, has not been a success. As crazy as that sounds, two ain't enough. And that's going to be true for Giannis. And so the pressure is on Milwaukee. And and at the end of what this past season, when the Bucs came up short, because it's hard to win NBA championships, man. It's hard to even get to a finals. The Celtics are really good. And Philly should have been really good. And the Miami Heat have been really, really good. And other teams in the East are going to emerge. It is not easy. And even though Giannis pushed back on this, the reporter, Eric, you're going to hear the contempt in Eric from Giannis, who asked the question, knew that this was the standard internally. This was the fear when he had this exchange with Giannis after the Bucs were eliminated too soon in this past postseason. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh my God. Uh, okay, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right. So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal. Right, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, 
um, provide a house for them or take care of your parents, you work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Here's the thing. I'm not mad at Giannis for what he said. It's an emotional moment. I lose my you-know-what when I lose a tennis match or I used to lose a basketball game. It was an amateur game. This guy's a world-class athlete who aspires to be the best of all time. And when he goes out, five games, by the way, in the opening round against the Miami Heat, he's going to be angry. And he's trying to be the face of a team. But it is a failure. It's a failure for the organization. And maybe that's part of the distinction, the, the, the parsing of the words. Is it a failure for Giannis? Maybe that's what he heard, was bristling at. Maybe part of him was thinking, what more can I do, man? Remember, Middleton missed a lot of time over the season. Holiday missed some time. They're good, but they're not extraordinarily well built. If you put, I think this guy's Humpty Dumpty, but if you put Anthony Davis on the Bucks and subbed out anybody, anybody but Giannis, they are going to the conference finals. If, if, if Anthony Davis, like he was last round for the Lakers, is that healthy. Just go through basketball and find any contending team. And the supporting cast around those stars is probably better than what you have largely with the Milwaukee Bucks. Ironically, one exception to that is the Miami Heat. I mean, if you want to like get to it on paper. I don't think that's the Bucks' fault. I don't think that's John Horst's fault. It's not easy to convince guys to come play in Milwaukee. It's just, it's just not. And it's going to be harder now. That's the catch-22 because if you were a superstar, and you, they don't, they're not out there, but if you were a superstar who thought, okay, I'm not going to Milwaukee to play with Giannis, you don't need to. He just told you. If the Bucks can't get it done, maybe he'll come to you or he'll go somewhere else that you would want to play. Giannis, as a member of the Miami Heat in three years or two years, or God help him, the New York Knicks, or, and I think this is, I said this to an NBA person yesterday and they bristled with this like the bristler does, but whatever. The Lakers, which just isn't, they don't deserve it, but they'll, they may get it. It's not going to surprise me. Is Milwaukee good enough to win an NBA championship this upcoming season? Yes, because they have Giannis. And Holiday and Middleton, though, though getting older, certainly not young players anymore, middle of their careers, if they can stay healthy, if they can win, or excuse me, play 70 games each, if they can be healthy for the postseason, if things can click, if their new head coach, by the way, there's somebody new there, knows what he's doing, Adrian Griffin out of Toronto. There's a lot of factors. If things go well, yeah, great, it's going to happen, it's going to work. They can do it. But they are not the dominant force. They are not the favorite. They're not the likely team to win the entire thing. And that means this year and maybe next, they are playing to a degree Russian roulette with the future of the most important player to ever step foot in that organization. And that is a scary thing, and Giannis has given voice to it. Here are the facts. He just said them. If the Bucks can't win a championship over the next few years, he's gone. And that is a lot of pressure to operate under. Now, I'm not mad at anybody. It's not Milwaukee's fault. They they already won a championship. But this is the catch-22 of that level of greatness. A guy that good. It's Icarus, right? You fly cro- close to the sun, and those, uh, those wax wings can melt. Giannis tasted championship greatness. He knows how significant, obviously, he was in that. And he wants more. He wants not two. He wants, God help me, quote LeBron from his Miami days, he wants three or four or five. He does. And if he decides Milwaukee can't deliver that, they can't even get close this year, he gone, man. He gone. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, Milwaukee, it's okay. You want to tell me I'm crazy, he's not leaving, I don't get it. 855-212-4CBS, I hope he stays. I hope he's there. I hope he sticks around. Just like I want D-Cell to stick around, even though I'm going to compare him to 
Andy Roddick in a way that I think is flattering, and Tommy won't. And we'll hear what I think is a really, really impressive defense of Tua next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Writer Than You. You and I have a shorthand. We have a, we have a friendship so deep we speak in shorthand. My new shorthand for you is rental car. And that is not a positive thing? It, it, there's nuance. There's friendship nuance in that. So that means no. <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, welcome back into the show. Man, I sounded derisive there. And I didn't felt say it, ag- it. You said it, not me. Felt it again when I heard you say it in the replay. I collect magnets. Um, By the way, I haven't brought this up yet, and I think it was on social media from another reporter that I meant to. I uh, got, went to the old mailbox the other day. I kind of knew something was coming because the agent asked me for my home address, which I thought was weird. But sometimes agents of NBA players will send you literature. and whatever. Anyway, uh, Jalen Brown sent me a very nice note and signed it. Want me to read it to you? Please do. Dear Bill, I, I think it went to all of us. who I wanted to thank you for your all-NBA vote this past season. I recognize the power and weight of the current system of all-NBA voting and the impact it has on players like me in the current NBA. I also recognize that it's not something any journalist like yourself signed up for. Nonetheless... I know you took the time to consider all worthy candidates and appreciate your vote. Wishing you and your family all the best this upcoming offseason, and thank you again. And they signed it. It's pretty classy. You don't like it? I think it's super classy. Oh, come on. What do you mean, come on? You, along with everyone else who voted for him, got him the richest deal in NBA history. And he wrote a thank you note. You really think he wrote it? You really think think he signed it? I do think he signed it, yeah. Do I think that's his... I'm looking at it. You think this is his agent faking the signature? I think it's like a copy of his signature. No, that's real. That's a that's a pen, bro. He got the richest deal in NBA history. Of course he's in a good mood. Of course he's feeling nice. Of course he's going to send a thank you letter. You think he knew he vote, you voted for him? His agent gave him a breakdown I, on who voted for who. His agent may have handed him 69 pieces of paper to sign, but I find it super clear. What is wrong with you? Thank you notes are classy. 
Yeah, Man, when you, you are. When you just got a quadrillion dollars, yeah, sure, of course. What, a Debbie, da- what a Debbie Downer you are. I'm not a Debbie Downer. We were in a pink shirt today. Yes, I, I thought it would bring more positivity. And I said earlier today, nice shirt. You got all offended, rolled your eyes. I said Barbie, and you like you got all mad. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. You said hello, Barbie. It's just not a compliment. It's not. I saw a pink shirt. Just so you know, it's not just you. I was sitting around watching tennis last weekend, over the weekend, that Alcaraz-Jokovic match we talked about, and Andy Roddick came on afterwards from wherever the hell, because he doesn't do it from studio. And he had a very similar pink shirt on. And I wrote him a text message that said, bold choice, like the pink shirt, or something like that. And I got back a note that he had taken, I think, his daughter. I think he has a daughter. Uh, to Barbie. If Andy Roddick's wearing the pink to celebrate the cultural phenomenon that is Barbie, what is wrong with me saying to you, nice pink shirt? Because I'm not going to the Barbie movie. I'm at work. I'm not celebrating Barbie. I'm just Pink is now a cultural nice. phenomenon because you've got inner Miami. All these kids in, in L.A. I go to pick up my son from school are wearing pink inner Miami Flare pink jerseys and Barbie. So you take Inter Miami Messi plus Barbie equals pink is in. I'm just complimenting your sense of style. Yeah, you can compliment people when they're wearing a Messi jersey for Inter Miami, which is very cool. It's pink. It's got the collar. I like it. I'm just wearing a regular pink Pink is shirt. in. Pink is in because of Barbie and Messi. You're wearing pink. You're leaning into the zeitgeist, the moment. I would be wearing this shirt if Messi didn't play for Inter mm-hmm. Miami and the Barbie movie never came out. That's my, lo- that's my thing. That's my point. Why can't you just take a compliment? I tried to tell you Jalen Brown's a nice guy, and you're like, this guy was a fake loser. I will take a compliment as soon as you give me one. I like your pink shirt. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Tua Tungavailoa, I, I, if he can stay healthy, right? It, it, it's an if, and... The subtext of everything we're going to talk about with the Dolphins and Tua is not just his health, but specifically a big chunk of that level of concern are concussions and whether he can and should stay on the field. If he can, if he does, stay healthy. I think the Dolphins have the potential, Tom, to be as good as any team in the NFL that is not, at least in the AFC, that is not the Chiefs. And if you're just behind Kansas City, you can beat them. It's not... Easier, likely, but we saw the Bengals do it a couple years ago at Arrowhead in an AFC Championship game. And, and Tua has come under a little bit of fire. And it's interesting, Tua has always come under fire. I mean, Tua was criticized coming out of Alabama. There were certainly people who hated that draft pick when the Dolphins took him at a pretty high point of the first round. His own head coach, Brian Flores, was not a huge fan, clearly. We've discussed this again and again. Mike McDaniel comes in, was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco, and there were questions about both McDaniel and Tua, and Tua starts to play really well, but then he can't stay healthy. And then we had this week Ryan Clark pretty aggressively going after Tua and then doing an apology that was really genuine other than, this is a big other than, the if you're offended. Well, if I wasn't offended, you probably wouldn't be apologizing publicly, Ryan. And, and so Mike McDaniel finally spoke to the media, did his, his press conference, and I thought, Tom... His perspective on Tua wasn't just really instructive and impressive in terms of what he said about his quarterback, but just more insight into the head coach and why, in general, I like the Dolphins. Every metric of strength uh, that that is measured, he's um, 
you know, he's, he shattered his previous highs. Um, and some, in, in some instances, he's, he's almost twice as strong with, with things. And that's been a daily commitment um, that he hasn't wavered from. Uh, his, he's taken his uh, nutrition to, to another level. He's taken his commitment to um, what he's trying to do and really, you know, thought outside the box and really, really worked at it. So um, I couldn't be happier with uh, the work that he's put in and that I, what I've factually viewed from my own eyes. Um, it's, it's every Basically, you, you're happy for guys as a coach when you can see in the present that um, down the road they're going to have no regrets, meaning the results are what the results are, but you know that without – um, any shade of gray that you've put your best foot forward, uh, and he really he really has, and, and I think his uh, his teammates would agree. Um, we are getting the absolute best version of Tua that's existed. I love that. I love that perspective. And just to give you a little insight into my world with with, with Pretty Daddy, I'm not being mean. I'm just being accurate. I told Tom before the show. I, Tom, you just this is true. I said, hey, I love. That and you go, he's awkward. No, that's a true exchange. <laughs> I like him too, but he is awkward. Is he? Yeah, he's awkward. How's he? I don't think he's awkward. It doesn't he's look, he's like unusual. We've said many times on the show, it's not a bad thing. So here's a philosophical question. I think this is where we disagree. I think you find someone awkward if they make you feel awkward, whereas I think someone's awkward in a vacuum, regardless of how other people feel about it. I, he makes you feel awkward. I feel awkward around everyone. Do you? Yeah, I'm an awkward dude. I don't think you're awkward. Uh, Pearson W. McDonald does, though, and he, he insisted I read these tweets. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> Dear sports writer and D-Cell CBS, it's very formal. It's like the Jalen Brown letter, but it's on Twitter. I thought this would have corrected itself by now, but here we are. Can we get rid of Friday Junior? It's rather childish, and most of us listening to or at, righter than you, are all joy-filled adults. Could we consider what I like to say? Happy Friday Eve! Hearkening on the idea that as hard-working adults, Friday brings us a small portion of the same happiness as Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. It's at least a suggestion versus the objectively awful Friday Junior. Thanks, listener Pearson. P.S. Don't be late, which is a drop from something about you. I think that's a very reasonable... Per- I like Friday Eve. Do you know what my response is to that? Yes. <laughs> oh, you said There's you, nothing wrong come with on. Friday Junior. There's nothing wrong with it. It's terrible. I actually objectively hate it. I'm not sure if it's object. I and this is you know this because I bring it up to you. I hate it, it, it. How did I offend you today? I did somehow. You called me Barbie. No, childish and stupid. I think <laughs> the expression, <laughs> not you. <laughs> Married couple. Uh, by the way, it's really Dylan Presco. I think I'm going to go on a limb and say this guy's really Dylan Presco. Uh, tweets at Sports Writer Sports R E I T E R. Jalen Brown should be sending all of his voters new cars That's for that I'm contract. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you want me to get a gift basket? I can't take payment for the vote. I mean, why not? Under the table. You don't have to tell us about it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't operate that way. I once was doing radio. This is a a crazy story. Well, even if you don't accept it, right? Like, he should send you a car because he got the richest deal in NBA history, and then it's on you to be like, hey, hey, like, I would have voted for him either way. Like, 
I'm not accepting any gifts. He, th- I'm going to tell you a true story I've never told on the air. I was doing a radio show, and I had brought in a sponsor who spent a lot of money uh, on the station I was at, right? I knew them, had a relationship. They wanted to advertise with me. It was very, very nice of them. So like, you get like a little small talent fee for that in radio, right? It was Christmas time. This is a long time ago. And I got a letter in the mail from these guys who I know. Like, That's weird. And I open it, and there's a really nice thank you note. Bill, thank you for your hard work and pushing this product. We really appreciate it. And I try not to sponsor things I don't believe in. Like, I really like the product. And in it was a check for, you ready for this? $10,000. <laughs> That's what I said. Whoa. And I'm like, oh. Well, obviously, I can't cash it. That's really unfortunate. And I told my boss at the time, different place, and he's like, Mom, man, of course you can cash it. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. So I did. It took my wife on the best vacation we've ever had. Wow. Nice. But I, So that wasn't under the table. I just told. I, so like that you can do. That's a business related, apparently. Do 10 grand. How much? That's a lot. To people like us, that is a, that is a ton of money. shocking amount of money. Absolutely. I almost fell off my chair. Yeah, you did almost fall off your chair. You almost stained your Barbie shirt. And more, more than I think about it, too, Jalen Brown should have sent you something better than a thank you note. I couldn't accept it, though. Well, that's fine. That's on you to not accept it. He, he's got to send something more than a piece of paper. The richest deal in NBA history because he made all NBA? Like, I want something a little bit more than a thank you note. But here's the thing. I have, to vote. Write. I have to vote. For, who can, I have to vote for those things properly. You know, I've, you, you know, I've talked about this. I have voted for guys I don't, I don't like Chris Paul because he was so horrible to me in interactions. But I still vote for him where he belongs on there. I'm not suggesting you would ever be swayed in any way. I'm saying it's on Jalen Brown and his agent to send a nicer gift than a piece of paper. You Un- would not accept it regardless of what it was. I, I get it. I understand. Unnecessary. Somebody like me, I'm taking whatever you send me. Unnecessary. I, you know what? I realized yesterday on Friday Eve that I needed to talk about it on the air. See what I did there? It's better. What what are we gonna so if, if Wednesday's hump day and Thursday is God help me, Friday Junior, what is what is Tuesday? Is it Wednesday's grandkid? Yeah, I'm open to suggestions. What do you got? Monday's second cousin? Yeah. Well why not? Once removed. They're terrible. <laughs> we we can come up with everything, you know, something for every single day of the week. What's the old expression? Um, it, I'm going to do it wrong, so I'm also a fool. I'm going to make it, it. It's uh, it's basically like I would best to not open your mouth and be thought a fool, than open it and prove it is so. That is true sometimes with naming week with the naming the days of the week. I beg to differ. <laughs> I think oh, everybody do. needs a little bit, you know, a little bit of mental gymnastics to get through the work week. It's supposed okay. to put a smile on your face. You don't need to be a Debbie Downer about it. I told Ryan Hickey, who produces the Zach Gelb show and does a Ryan Hickey show on late Friday nights, early Saturday mornings, depending on where you are here on CBS Sports Radio, that you were. I just was talking to him about something. And I brought up Pretty Daddy, and he goes, "Who the hell is Pretty Daddy?" And I told him it was you, and he loved it. Thanks for listening to the show, Ryan. Pretty, no kidding. Oh man, I wish I'd thought of that. What a selfish jerk. <laughs> All right, Pretty Daddy. Here's what we got. We each came up with our top five storylines. We're individually looking forward to this upcoming NFL season, and we are going to unveil them here on Rider Than You after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. 
from Greg Caserta. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to Writer Than You. Ooh, I like the cup collection thing in terms of, like, going to a new city and getting a cup. I do that with magnets. <laughs> what? I get a magnet from every new city that I visit. So you have four magnets on your fridge. Yeah, it's uh, I got a lot of space left. On CBS Sports Radio. Why do you got to make a rejoin out of everything? Rental car. I did make a rental car joke with you this morning on the phone. You didn't love it. I did not love it. I understand. Do you think that's going to cease then on my on my part? Uh, no, not at all. Man, I am kind of picking on you. I had a whole thing about how it was bad news for the Steelers that you love Kenny Pickett as a Trey Lance joke. We're just going to skip it. We're just going to skip it completely. We're just going to... Because you're the best. All right, you ready? We're going to do some NFL storylines. Do you want me to do an intro? Do it. Go for it. It's time for the Writer Than You with Pretty Daddy Top NFL Storylines of the 2023 Season. Sponsored by Rebel Curse. All right. I'm ready. Let's go. Can I go first? Number you want to go first? one. Oh, I get to go first. Aaron Rodgers. This alone, and it encompasses everything about the Jets, but the level of excellence of Aaron Rodgers, whether he can carry the Jets to the level they want to to be at, if they can't succeed, how he responds to his new team. The Aaron Rodgers saga is one of the top stories in football, and I cannot wait to see it play out. I'm going to go Sean Payton here. New head coach of the Denver Broncos, one year away from the NFL, was working for Fox Sports last year. I need to know, can he fix Russell Wilson? Did Drew? Oh, so we're, oh, you're doing your five and with me. I was going to do my five all at once. Oh, oh. I'm sorry I stepped on you there. No, I got excited about your excitement. Because I also have Sean Payton there, but later. Number two. This show, just kidding. Uh, this is connected to Aaron Rodgers. I'm extremely interested in the NFC North. Now, I obviously have a little bit of an investment in this because I'm from that part of the country. I'm a Bears fan. I got family or Packers fans. But the Vikings should win it, but probably won't because they're Kirk Cousins. Or if they do, they'll be disappointing. Detroit is a really sexy pick right now. But do you really trust Jared Goff to continue to be excellent? And can Detroit's defense take a step forward? Justin Fields is dynamic, but he is the Bears quarterback. And the Jordan Love question is so interesting. I find the NFC North utterly and totally fascinating. Number three. Yeah, I'm with you, Sean Payton. The Broncos, baby, quiet under the radar. It's not just Sean Payton's ability to claim a consistent level of greatness as a coach away from Drew Brees. And I don't think we've discussed it enough. 
all-time great coaches who have had an all-time great quarterback are often not all-time great coaches once that quarterback is gone. We've made that very clear in our conversations about Bill Belichick. I think it could absolutely apply to Sean Payton, and his ability to get Russell Wilson back to that level is critically, critically important. Number four. I think Bill Belichick is going to become a top storyline because I think he will be on the hot seat if the Patriots are bad, and I think they very, very well could be. Number five. Are you ready for this sexy topic, Tommy? I'm really interested in who's going to emerge as the second-best quarterback in the AFC. I don't think it's a lock given Carson Palmer's injury. And I mean second-best in terms of who has the second-best season in totality this upcoming season. Because if you're the second-best QB in the AFC, you're going to be on a team that is the second-best or near it in the AFC. And you're going to emerge as a contender for Mahomes and the Chiefs. Is it Justin Herbert and the Chargers? Maybe. I love Tua filling that void. Maybe Josh Allen's been there all along, and I have, and other people have slept on him a little too much. Maybe it will be a situation where Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to be that excellent. And when he's back, they will be at a level that is at or near a Chiefs level. Lamar Jackson got his contract situation resolved. Maybe I'm sleeping on that guy, and so on and so forth. I'm sorry to have cut you off. Do you want to do your five? You ready? Number one. I'm ready. Sorry for stepping on your toes there. I can spend about five seconds on this. Sean Payton, I'm totally with you. Can he fix Russell Wilson? That's all that needs to be said there. Yes or no? Do you think he will? I think he won't. No. I lean more towards no than yes. That's going to be number uh, two. Payton full to watch. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh, here I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. He Woo. has wide receiver weapons in Baltimore. Finally, they got OBJ. They drafted Zay Flowers out of BC. He's a speedster. Can Lamar Jackson live up to that contract? Can he stay healthy come playoff time? That is a huge narrative for me heading into this season. Number three. Rookie quarterbacks, Bill. Rookie quarterbacks. Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, who played last night in the Colts preseason game. They've already officially been named starters. C.J. Stroud, I think, will be the starter week one for the Texans. These guys were drafted one, two, and four, respectively. Do you need to see anything this season that justifies the picks? Or are we going to give these guys some time? That's a huge narrative going into this season. Number four. The Jets-Packers dichotomy. Aaron Rodgers, as you spoke about, are we going to be comparing what Aaron Rodgers you said does? Dichotomy. Yeah, I used a big word there. I love it. Are we going to be comparing what Aaron Rodgers does to Jordan Love and vice versa all season long? I think we are, and I don't think that's fair to Jordan Love mostly. But what if the Jets stumble out of the gate? They don't really have an easy schedule the first five weeks of this season. I don't think I'm picking the Jets to win that division. Number five. Lastly. Not enough people are talking about this. Life in the NFL after Tom Brady. Bill, we all know it's going to happen. You know it. I know it. The first major quarterback injury, there's going to be speculation. Is Team X interested in signing 46-year-old Tom Brady? We haven't had Tom Brady out of the NFL in what feels like 100 years. He's not going to be there week one. How's it going to feel? How's it going to re- There's going to be a story this season that a certain team is interested in Tom Brady. It's just a matter of when, not if. All right, I got a surprise for you that you weren't prepared for. Ready? 
Now it's time for Flash Mob predictions of these storylines. All right, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to combine our number, one of ours. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets for me. Jets-Packers dichotomy for you. Do the Jets make the playoffs, yes or no? I'm gonna yes, go they yes. do. Yes. Do they win a playoff game? I'm going to go no. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Are you going to take them as far as an AFC championship game? No, I am not. Do the Packers make the playoffs? No, they don't. Do they win seven games or more? Yes. So that's a success? Yes. So we've there's seen a enough, We see enough from Jordan Love this year to give two thumbs up to keep going forward. We've seen this before, by the way. We, we've seen... We've seen Montana go to Kansas City and Steve Young take that job and have that work for both teams and organizations. We've seen there aren't many there aren't many examples actually, but but we've seen sometimes a quarterback move on of note, another guy step in and both succeed. Not the Jordan Love's going to be Steve Young. Okay, rookie quarterbacks. Who's going to be the best of the bunch this year and in the long term? I'm going to say C.J. Stroud. Wow, I'm, I'm Bryce really Young. concerned I'm about both. Bryce Young's stature. I think he's going to make it work. Lamar Jackson. Do they win a playoff game this year? That is success. Nope. That's failure for me. I'm with you. I say no. Unequivocal. Yes, it's a failure. It will absolutely be a failure. Does Tom Brady come back and play again? I'm going no. Uh, I'm going to go no. Thank God. I'm going to go no. Is Bill Belichick on the hot seat by the end of the year? I'm going yes. Yeah, I agree. Is Bill Belichick fired after the following season? I'm going maybe. Uh, he will be fired, but they'll, you know, Bobby Cakes will let him say he's stepping down, moving on to other uh, things. What a Bobby Cakes move. They're not going to come out, and, and uh, the you know, the headline won't read fired. Do the Broncos make the playoffs? No way. Not even do close. The Bro- do the Broncos win seven games? I'm going to go no. I mean, if they go 6-11... and 11, that's not a good Sean Payton start, man. I think Sean Payton can get exposed. Because if, if Bill Belichick can get exposed, anybody can. We sleep on and underestimate and underrate, I think, Drew Brees as an all-time great quarterback. And that means we overestimate, I think, Sean Payton. Not saying he's not great, but you've got to prove it. Quarterbacks are always the more important dynamic. Who wins the NFC North? You ready? Chicago Bears. Yeah, Bears, baby! Wow, I'm gl- I'm glad you're leaning into some optimism. Ten and seven. Change there. I'm gonna say the Vikings. What? I'm gonna say the Vikings. You know Kirk Cousins, right? Uh, I I know. I didn't say they're winning the playoff game. They're gonna win the division though. Who has the second? Uh, by the way, my, this question: second best season for a quarterback in the AFC presumes Mahomes won. Are you gonna make that presumption with me? Start. Yes. Mahomes won, right? Yes. Who's the second best quarterback? I'm going to a baby. I am going on the Tua train. My heart wants to say Tua, but my head says Burrow. I think that from the calf injury, I think he's going to play week one. I think he'll be fine. Uh, it's Joe Burrow. What if it's not? All right. What if I, I almost did this? What if it's you take Mahomes and Burrow out and you say third best quarterback or you do Mahomes one, Burrow one B? Who do you got after those two guys? Because I, I agree. Burrow's it, probably ensconced in that spot. It's not Justin Herbert for me. Then I'll go Tua. Not, not Josh Allen. No. I. His numbers will look good. His numbers will be sexy. I just don't believe in them anymore. I, I thought about Lamar Jackson. I don't buy it. I don't want to pick Deshaun Watson, but I don't think that's going to be the case, even if I wanted it to be so. Too, like it, It's interesting because, yeah, let's say it's Burrow and it's, and it's Mahomes. 
you can make a case for Tua. You can make a strong case against him. You can make a case for Deshaun Watson. You can make a strong case against him. You can make a case for Lamar Jackson. You can make a strong case against him. You can make a case. And with Josh Allen, I think I, I'm also talking postseason, right? I'm also talking it, it carries through. It could be three of those four guys who are awesome, and it could be one of those four guys who are awesome. It's going to be – I'm really interested in the AFC and the quarterback battles in particular. I'm, you know, I'm with you on Tua. You know what? Step we didn't up. say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could be that guy. We didn't. We didn't say Kenny. We didn't say Kenny Pickett. All right. So I. <laughs> you did kiss of death the Niners and Trey Lance. You love you. You pitched me today a thing on Kenny Pickett under the rake. Kenny Pickett amazing. Kenny Pickett two touchdowns in the preseason. I don't know, bro. Kenny Pickett will make the biggest leap of any quarterback this season. Kenny Pickett. More so believe- than Justin Fields, more so than Jordan Love. Kenny wow. Pickett, my guy. Big believer, last names dictate outcomes. I'm a writer, right? His last name is Pickett. Sounds a lot like interception. They got Pickett off again. You know, it's an easy joke. I'm going to ask Ty Dunn some of these questions, and we'll get into his excellent story on the Giants. Optimism, Giants fans, next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 